can he do it on a cold, wet afternoon in Sterling? The drop back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dropback Podcast. I'm Matt, your host for this week, and we have got so much to talk about after a fantastic slate of playoff games and drama in the NFL. But first, let's meet our star-studded cast of football experts, quote-unquote. We are joined, as ever, by Joe Costanzo. How's it going, Joey? I'm good. I'm a bit offended by the quote-unquote, but we'll move past that. That's very compliment. You're wearing a lovely jumper, Joe. Um, we were also joined <laughs> by Samuel Lewis. How's it going, Sam? Hey, Matt. It's good. You? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. And of course, Stan Wilson. How's it going, Stanny? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, just had a great weekend of football. Can't wait to uh, dive into it. We certainly did. And we have a lot to unpack, as we've just said. We will be taking a dive into the messy, messy situation of Deshaun Watson in Houston. We'll be checking in on the situation in Philadelphia where Doug Peterson was given his flying orders before jumping into uh, some analysis and predictions for the divisional round ahead. But first of all, let's backtrack to last week's thrilling games where we saw the Rams, Browns, Ravens, Bucks, Bills and Saints moving on to join the Packers and the Chiefs in the divisional round. Let's get into it, guys. What surprised you most or caught your eye from last week's games? The biggest one would have to be the Steelers, obviously yes. throwing a complete duck against the Browns. Uh, I think the Browns had one day of on-field practice due to the facility being closed for, for COVID restrictions. And then Stefanski had to conduct meetings over Zoom. Uh, Mike Prefer, their special teams coach, conducted the on-field training and then acted as the head coach during the game. And <laughs> I mean, the Steelers just had a complete early meltdown. It was basically 28 to zero by the end of the first quarter yeah they much. basically they killed themselves in that first quarter didn't they i mean yeah, it was game o- it was game well. over by then and if you thought there was one team that would have a sloppy start to you wouldn't have bet on the team that had been practicing all week do you think they came into a, like, a little overconfident because they'd basically only just lost with their backups the week before and you know had been able to train yeah. And they were facing a team of nameless grey faces as well. Whoa, that, well. That's just the generic thing that the Steelers use, though, to um, so as a way to just treat every opponent the same and not get intimidated. But no, Someone taking quotes out of context. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah. Isn't that what that, Twitter's all about, though? That is true. That is true. I mean, I think it was interesting if, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see uh, Chase Claypool uh, did Instagram live. So dumb. Was, um, was it so Monday? Baby Juju. Is this when he said they're going to get slapped in the next round? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, that that, that was petty. Um, but I, before that, he actually made some quite interesting comments about that Juju interview and about how, um, you know, what he actually said, if you watch the interview, wasn't, you know, taking massive shots at the Browns in that context, but the quotes themselves were taken maybe slightly a little bit out of context and then the I media sort of ran with it. They cut out segments from the quote. They like, rearranged bits of it to make it fit their narrative. And yeah. They, they, I think they portrayed Juju in quite a bad light, to be honest with you, just to fit in with the whole like, narrative at the moment mm. that revolved, well, that stemmed from the the TikTok dons on the logo. Like, there's they're currently the media have got their backs up to him, and that, yeah, that was just evident. Yeah, in this coach yeah. was taken out of context. 
People need to get over this. I, I love all this pettiness. Like the Ravens dancing on the Titans logo, I think was oh, my favourite yeah, cool. thing of the weekend. That. But the difference is when you lose, like Chase Claypool did, I don't think you can go around saying the team that beats you could get slapped. But by yeah, all 100%. means, rub it in when you beat someone. Got no issue with that. He's just yeah. a sore loser, I'm pretty sure. I thought you get used to that Notre Dame losing in the big games, but you know. Ooh. Yeah. Little college, little college shot there from Slew. Um, yeah, I mean, what what will happen with the Browns this week against Chiefs is another thing. We'll get into that in a bit more detail. But I think they deserve a lot of credit for, especially that, that first quarter, just absolutely destroyed the Steelers. I don't think I've, I mean, not since the, uh, obviously, Houston against the Chiefs last year, which ended very differently, um, have we seen a first quarter in the playoffs go down like that, I think. Yeah. It also, to, to be fair... Um, the Steelers did, in a way, like the very first play of the game. The oh yeah, snap over. A you big lose momentum the there instantly. Maurice Pouncey throws the old wobbly sausage, and it's already seven nothing to the Browns. It's yeah, and then they're, and then they're playing catch up, and then the the following drive they're throwing an interception. Like it's mm. it all kind of piles on from there. But you've got to, to give credit to the Browns, like you said. I think just the amount of actual time they had to prepare for this game uh, on field like compared to the other teams um no one was we all kind of wrote them off last week i mean it's a pretty safe bet and i, I imagine most people did um so yeah com- complete credit to them for that yeah i mean so, moving on to some of the other games from the weekend as well one of my biggest takeaways um was i was actually quite impressed with mitch trubisky and it sounds really weird to to say that out loud, but if Denzel, if not Denzel, I'm sorry, if, if Wims was half as good at punching people who were looking the other way as he was at cut, catching wide open touchdowns, then <laughs> he'd be talking about that throw a fair bit, I think, because I think Mitch Trubisky played really, really well, um, which I think, and I mean, the t- today being time recording Wednesday, um, some quotes coming out from the Bears owner, I believe, about. Uh, he said, speaking like rhetorically, he was like, did we get the quarterback situation right? No. I think that's maybe a tad harsh. I think Mitch Trubisky earns, has earned himself another crack at the whip, no? I think Trubisky is one of those guys that will succeed if you put him in the right situation. He's never going to be a top-tier quarterback, but he could, he could do a Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo job if you put in, him in an offense that's designed to protect and help him. I don't like. I, well, think, I think that's part of the issue that the Bears him. haven't helped him be there. Not that he hasn't made mistakes no. as well. Like this is on him as just as it is on the Bears. But he's a serviceable guy. But you've got to help him a lot. I think he's below serviceable. I think he's an okay guy. I think it's, you're doing a disservice to Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins by putting him in the same band as them. To be honest with you. And you hate Jimmy somebody. G. But I do hate Jimmy G. We haven't seen him in anything other than a terrible situation. To be fair. So, I, know, I know QB success is largely determined situation unless you're one of the elite guys, but the stuff you've seen on film, the decisions that he's made, I'd still take Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins over him. Mm, he's mobile though. He's got some low-key athletic ability in those in those little legs of his, which maybe you don't really get with the Kirk Cousins. If you can't read the field properly, then it takes away your value. One of the issues with Mitch is that the QBs who are taken after him were Deshaun Watson and oh, yeah. Pat Mahomes. So yeah. When I mean, you look at that draft class, it's hard to kind of look past that. I think one of the issues with Mitch is that he hasn't lived up to being a first-round quarterback, no matter who comes after him. I, I don't think yeah, that's it's true. I don't think it's over for him, but I don't think that if no one else is in that round, we we're there. We don't look at his body of work, no matter who was drafted there, and be like, you know what, that's good enough, even without comparing him to Watson and Mahomes. 
True. Yeah, I think that draft, as well as like Herbert in this draft, has taught like was taught me quite a valuable lesson about what you should look for when scouting. Because like in the past, my attitude's always been you you look for what you can see on tape. You don't look for what could be there. But all the successful players that have come out of these first rounds, all these top ten players that have come out of these drafts, the successful ones, the guys who have got the ceiling rather than the high floor. If you if you think about it that way, you've got to look for a high floor. And Mitch Trubisky, he you could see he was going to be an an okay player, but he was never going to be anything more than that. Whereas with Watson in Mahomes, you get the potential to be this high end quarterback, and they they've managed to reach that potential. So yeah, same with Herbert. Not that you don't get huge busts on the other end because you got your Drew Locks and your Paxton Lynches if you don't put them in a good oh, situation. But absolutely. yeah, I see so what you're saying. It's a coin flip with some players. It's a coin flip. As soon as they get to the league, you've got no control over what happens when you're when you're like evaluating them. So. It's just the luck of the draw sometimes. Just a, a shout out to that game. Uh, the, the Nickelodeon broadcast was. Oh my god, it was so <laughs> strange. Honestly, the weirdest viewing experience of my life. Yeah, the, the whole like slime thing when they got a touchdown was was pretty mental. I think Nate Burleson did a great job there because he was there with I'm not sure who the the, the um the, like the play to play broadcaster was, but I know that the other analyst in the booth with him was literally just she was just a TikTok star and she's got like a show on Nickelodeon. Yeah, she was actually all right compared to the the play by play guy. <laughs> it, oh, it, the, uh, the play guy by play guy didn't really seem like to know what he was doing much. But yeah, I think Nate did a great job, obviously stepping things down a bit from when he's on Good Morning Britain speaking to like. Sorry, when he's on Good Morning Britain. Kids. Good morning, good morning, good morning, football. Britain, good morning football. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'd love to see Nate Burns on Good Morning Britain. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was. It, <laughs> bizarre one i do i love the nfl you know trying to engage younger fans i think that's really good um it was just a bit strange to see like i think i died a little bit inside when i watched sean payton being slimed after a playoff win sort of seemed a bit do you think any kids were actually yeah. watching or do you think it was just all curious normal nfl fans to see what's going on mm. well yeah, they, they rated Mitch Trubisky as the Nickelodeon's valuable player as well, which I can't tell if that was just a complete troll job or... He played well! Yeah, but Mitch Trubisky played out. well in that game. Yeah, but he, he lost. Apparently the whole plan for that game was that whoever won the Nickelodeon's valuable player was going to get slimed on, but obviously when Mitch Trubisky won it, yeah, it was they like can't just... Well, they can't just go up to him and throw a bunch of slime on him after he just lost the game. It might be his last game as a starter. <laughs> They should have. They should have given it to 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 uh, Wims just for the just for the laughs and just see what he do. Just slime him and just see watch him start punching. Are you ready? Are you ready to admit that you um, missed the mark on the Rams defense yet, Matt? I was just about to get onto that. Actually, uh, me of way too much faith in the Seahawks. Um, they were roundly beaten by the Rams. I think. What, what did you guys make of this one? Well, I can't believe I bottled it when I saw. Because I saw Goff wasn't playing and Jamal Adams was. So I kind of bottled up hit there. I was saying all through the week how, yeah, the Rams defense has been great. I can't trust this deep, this Seahawks team. And then, you know, you just bottle it at the end and you feel silly. You feel silly because you've done the work and then you get in your own head. And I'd like to apologize to you. I'd like to apologize to the listener. And I'd like to apologize to myself most of all. Well, myself and Joe would like to thank you yeah. for that because it's meant we're, we're we're clear top of the table now with those. I think it's, we're tied tied first, aren't we? With it's me, oh, we'll, we'll, you, we'll get to Daniel. that, Stan. We, we'll get but to yeah, that. We'll, we'll, that. We'll, we'll soak in our glory then. But soak in our glory. Oh, yeah. wow. I, think, I think Joe needs a lot of credit for being brave enough to say that they are the best defense in the league in the face they of are. ridicule from especially you and Stan. 
Yeah, well, they they are the best defense in the league, especially when Aaron Donald and. Uh, it's not like I said they were they were a trash defense. I just said they weren't number one. That's and they are number one. Um, also, Cam Cam Akers stands boy had yes. a, had an absolute he's, he's big game. He's finally getting his chance. Oh, I'm, pr- I'm proud of him. He's he's come a long way, but um. No, I'm just glad to see him getting the starting reps he deserves to, to be honest with you, because obviously sharing a backfield with Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, like he was never gonna like pop off massively. But no, he um he stepped up to it on Sunday and uh delivered a good performance. He did indeed. He did indeed. Well, let's move on. Uh and one man in particular who is apparently hoping to move on is the Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, who is seething at the Texans front office for leaving him out on the street in regard to their hiring of the new GM, Nick Casario. What do we think about this? And I, I'd be interested to see if you guys think Sean Watson is in the right here. Uh, well, I think on, on Cal McNair and Jackie's to be what, like, why would you lead him down uh, a path where he's he believes that he'll be involved in the GM and, and head coach um, positional yeah. hires if, if he was never going to be involved in that? They didn't bother interviewing Eric Bieniemy, which was like one of the apparently okay <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah but how are they able to interview him but during but during the playoffs yeah he still requ- they've requested it's an interview since call. all the whole Watson thing bro no I agree with Joe I think it depends on the view because I don't expect you to you're not you don't have to be, have the quarterback or any player be involved in choosing the general manager or the coach. Like at the end of the day, he's a player and that's above him. Mm. But like you don't get to choose who your boss is. But if he's under the impression exactly. that he was going to be part of the process or at least have his opinion heard and then wasn't, then that's a different matter. Yeah. Well, to my understanding, that's what he was told. So, you know, I can understand why he'd be annoyed about it. And to be honest, that seems to be... I mean, they, they suffered so much under Bill O'Brien, the, the GM head coach role, that he he has a vested interest into making sure that, you know, they're, they're good hires. Yeah. Also Andre going, Andre Johnson and um, Newt coming out, basically slated the Texans organization supporting Watson to get out of there. Isn't the great, greatest look for a franchise that hasn't really got a whole lot of legends anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think the Hopkins one is, you know, that wound's still fresh from the fallout of, of last offseason, right? But Andre Johnson especially, I think, was was a a painful one. What do you think about Watson and his camp seem seeming to be pushing a trade to Miami? I think it's loaded gobbledygook. You wouldn't it's take him. Of... You wouldn't. You'd take him. You, you would, would take him. But if you trade okay, how, how about this? How about this? How about this? You trade down from the third. Uh, realistically, what you could probably do is you get you swap picks with someone like nine or ten. They're not. I don't think they're going to be able to like. They get. They're gonna. They're gonna want like three first. Yeah. Okay. So then you've got the tech. So you've got. So what happens is you trade down and you get first next year, which is be the going rate for someone trading out for a quarterback. You then package this year's, the tenth whatever, and your pick and the new first round pick you get, which means you've still got your first round pick next year. You've got an extra second as well still. Would you and Tua? Would you do that? Like you don't actually lose a whole lot. What's All that, you lose it, is one of your own first round firsts? picks. Was it two and two and two first? It would be three first, but none of them would. One would just be gained from trading down. So it's not like one you're yeah. losing from now. Um, I think, 
I think it's a tricky one. I think it would cost a lot. I think as well, if even if you're in a situation, as you said, Slew, where you package that and you don't actually lose to her, then what the fuck do you do with Tua? Oh, no, you'd um, have to package Tua in that. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense not to. Yeah, I think part of it is is under the assumption that, that Tua will be included in the trade just so he could, you know, get a, a, mm. a starting yeah. job. And I mean, it's a difficult one. Deshaun Watson is a top five QB in this league, no question. Um, I think it depends whether the Miami roster in you know everyone's opinion is a top QB away from being a legitimate force in the AFC. I think there's still a few holes, especially on that offense outside of the QB position that needs to be filled before that becomes a legitimate, um, you know, this, I don't think it's a, you plug in Deshaun Watson and suddenly Miami are contenders. What if you get an Alan Robinson or a good winning free agency and then pick up another receiver in the second round? What are you talking, aren't you? I don't know. I think you are. I, I think, think you're then you're contending. You Look at that defense already. Yeah, like you're going to take a receiver this year. Like whatever happens, you're going to pick someone up in free agency, whether it be good, yeah, good Godwin or Robinson, Fuller, Smith Schuster. You're going to take a receiver like that. You put Watson with there as well. You're a contending team. Hmm. I don't know. Potentially, I mean, I, I, it's it's a weird one. It's one that looking like engaging with that conversation with uh, Dolphins fan groups and stuff this week. It's it's one that there is very split opinion on. It's not like a unanimous yes. We'd we'd okay. give up the farm and get Watson, um, but there they are wouldn't people be that giving up the farm though. That's that's what the difference is because you've got so many assets. I don't think you would be giving up the farm. Also, I think like Tua, you you don't really you're still getting to grips with what what you have there. Whereas Deshaun Watson, everyone knows, is one of the the top QBs in the league and the most promising QBs stuck in a bad situation. And I think the situation in Miami is a is a lot better than the future of the Texans situation. So Oh yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. And Watson's a better QB than Tua will ever be as well. So right, hot that, take from Stan. It's not a hot take. He's got the Tua doesn't have the same physical skill set that Watson yeah. has. And that's a that's a fact. Oh god. Okay. I think what Watson's one of those players in his rookie year he came on and everyone was like, Wow. <laughs> you know, wow, he's, wow, yeah, he's he's instantly good. All right. So Matt, if you came out of this offseason with one of the big free agents, um, wide receiver, mm-hmm. no um you pick a second round um receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I haven't been able to have a look yet to see who's going where yet. No first round picks this year. And Watson instead of Tua. You still get your pick next year. Are you happy with that? I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd, I think because it's it's Deshaun Watson, right? He's one of the best QBs in the league. I just don't see it. I, it's, I don't think it's going to be possible. If, in my mind, I can't. I can't actually see Deshaun Watson leaving the Texans. It's there's. I feel like whoever would get him, it would be, have to be such a blockbuster trade. And after the season that we've had with the COVID and everything like that, I don't think teams want to make that big trade right now. I think they do. You're getting one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. By adding him to your roster, if you're a borderline contender, as soon as you add him, you're a contender. And the only game at the end of the day is to win a Super Bowl. And the teams that win Super Bowls, generally speaking, are the teams with elite quarterbacks. So I think this is the, like, no matter where you are in the stage of COVID or what's going on in the climate of the league, a player like Deshaun Watson is always going to have demand if he's put on the market. A hundred percent. I think there'll be lots of teams that are interested. I think I I struggle to see who could realistically afford. It's a pretty fat contract. 
as well. It's a fat, it's a fat, it'll be a fat contract. It's also... Not cripplingly so, I don't think. Like, for, for his talents, I'd take that contract any day of the week. Yes, yeah. true. I mean, he, 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 he's worthy of that contract, but it, it, it comes with the cap implications. We've spoken about how you build the team and it becomes difficult when you've got multiple players on second contracts that are big. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I personally don't see Deshaun Watson ending up playing elsewhere. I think the Texans and especially Casario are going to do absolutely everything they can to uh, patch this one up if they know what's good for them. I don't know. If, if they end up, blow, if like Casario's move is to end up just blowing up the team and just essentially triggering an entire rebuild, which I don't think is off the cards. I think I could see Watson being traded mm. if he's put on the Especially market. because apparently he was a fan of Tua in the trade pro- in the draft process last year, but you don't know how much of that is hearsay or whatever. So I don't know if that really plays a factor, to be honest. I think it's more to do with literally just restarting. Even if you don't like Tua, you've got, you get a first-round pick. I know. I don't think you bother getting Tua in. I think you can get people to give up a few more first rounds. I think the reason you'd make that trade with the Dolphins is because you get a young quarterback in return as well. Fair play, fair play, yeah. But then again, Indeed. we're not GMs, so... You, you, we are not. None of you are GMs, reason. that is correct. Um, okay, well, it's, I mean, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how that Deshaun Watson situation plays out. Like I said, I don't see him leaving. I think it will be a hard sell, and it's definitely a hard job for Casario to join in, especially when your best players just basically like, I don't want you here. It's going to be an interesting relationship, I think. Depends how hard Watson yeah. pushes for it, doesn't it? If he makes it really difficult for the Texans, then they may be in no position to stop him. If, if he's just True. not going to play, then they can't really do anything. They have to trade him. Mm. Yeah, if he goes full Bo Jackson, just sits out there. And, and in, it, there, in um... that case as well, he might not demand such a, a ridiculous value. Like you said, three first-round picks. If he's literally well, yeah, not going to play lose, for they... Yeah, they'd lose trade leverage completely there. Indeed. Indeed. Well, from one man who is trying to get out to another who has been flung out of the door this week, uh, the Eagles fired Doug Peterson, who went 42-37-1 with a Super Bowl dub in his five years in Philly. We're going to obviously go to Slew first as the, res- the resident Birdman. Right move, Slew? Hey, I'm a Birdman too, and so You're is Joe. Oh. Uh, We're all bird boys. <laughs> We're in the divisional round. What are you talking about? I was talking to Stan. Your birds are fine. All right. It's Thank tough you. to say whether it's the right move. I like Peterson. I think he's a good motivator for the team. Obviously, there's been an issue with the offense this year, and that does, at the end of the day, fall on him. But I don't think he is the biggest issue in Philadelphia. Biggest is- issue has been the cap mis- mismanagement and the drafting, which has left a lot to be desired. We've got an aging roster with very few up-and-coming young players. Even aside from the Carson Wentz thing, which you could argue is no one's fault it's if it's on him, but putting that aside, the rest of the team is not in a good enough shape no. for having been in a Super Bowl, what, three years ago? Yeah, three years ago. So, I mean, I don't think he's really got a leg to stand on. But at the same time, I don't think this solves the bigger issues in Philly. I think, I don't know, maybe there's been a lot of... I've been somewhat pacified by all the rumours about Lincoln Riley. Until that inevitably is nixed, then I can be back to being sad. But if we get Lincoln Riley out of it, I'm not going to be too upset. There's uh, rumours about Lincoln, Lincoln Riley every well. single year. No, he there isn't. Go, not he's, like he's like yes, best mate with Howie Roseman. There was massive rumours about Lincoln Riley going to the Cowboys last year. He does loads of draft stuff with Howie Roseman. 
Okay. I th I I'm think building myself up, Joe. Just let me have this. Otherwise, I'm in a <laughs> yeah, pit of it's, misery. It's, not, it's just not going to happen. I'm just tearing you down right now. So they're one of the favourites for um for a for a national championship next year. I don't think oh, they're favourites every program. year. They're never going to win it. Us is, in general, college coaches, it's so much safer just to stay in college. You could have the situation. Yeah, but you look at... You, you look at um, contract too. Nick Saban going to Miami, if you look at him. Yeah, and then what happened? <laughs> he went straight back to college and still had great coaching prospects. I don't think... Chip Kelly as well still got to go to UCLA after failing at two NFL franchises. He needs to be fired. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's again, he's still there, isn't he? He's still got that security. Yeah. The point is, if Lincoln Riley goes to the, the NFL... It doesn't work out, which I don't think will be the case. He'll still get a great job right. at college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's let's move past the whole Lincoln Riley debate because yeah, it'll never happen. It's just unrealistic. But pipe but... dreams, <laughs> All the other people we've been linked with have been very, very somewhat trash. Yeah, yeah, man, get used to it, mate. <laughs> so you interviewed Salah, didn't you? Yeah, we've got Salah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If we get Salah and we can get um Lafleur's brother in, I wouldn't hate that. I mean, the you issue... mean well, Mike, Mike yeah, Lafleur? The issue Lafleur is, brother. I I think if you, I don't see the point of hiring a really great defensive guy. I think you go for a really good culture guy or a really good offensive guy, because the culture guy you get like you get a John Harbour well, he's a who can guy. who can build it down. And then your offensive guy, because you don't want to lose your OC when he's not a head coach, because that's basically, we all know the best offenses in the league generally are the ones that made the playoffs. You get your exceptions, but most of the times that's how you succeed in modern football. So, Was, Wasn't Peterson a culture guy, though? Would you yeah. not say? Well, yeah, until, he, until this. I mean, well, he I was, but at the, at the, the same time, he was also a high school football coach before he got the job. I was ranked as one of the worst head coaching prospects yeah he proved that wrong but I th that's that's why i'm saying that that he isn't the biggest issue so who because is the, howie roseman is the biggest issue well this is interesting salute because a few years ago you no could... i no i understand <laughs> that but he's uh, a god isn't it, he a god it's it you want a super Bowl? yeah exactly he sold everything that? for a super bowl and to be perfectly honest i wouldn't change that I would, I would be, I'm happy with the situation if it means we won that Super Bowl three years ago. I'm perfectly fine with that sacrifice. What I'm looking at is his inability to revamp since then and reward players that are clearly past their prime. That's the biggest issue. Mm. So you're old, you've played for us before, have a contract. Yeah, his loyalty his loyalty bias has, has somewhat crippled your post-Super Bowl roster for sure. And then the drafting, is that... I think there's been rumours that the reason they put Rhaegar over Jefferson is because apparently he's a better fit for Peterson's offence. You don't know if that's true or if that's just coming out to protect Howie now that Peterson's gone and can't defend that. So Well, that's what we were all saying the last, speed guy. That's what we were all saying last year. We were like, oh, he's a better fit because they don't need a slot guy. But no, yeah. Now yeah, but we don't... We said, the rumours apparently was that was um, Peterson, the coaching staff, saying that they wanted him for the fit. Whereas... We were like, oh, Roseman's maybe picked that for the fit. If Roseman's doing that because that's what the coaches want, then maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to get a new coaching staff in. But I don't know. I don't trust it. It just feels weird that the timing of that comes out after he's been fired. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is mm. true, to be fair. Peterson had um, talks with your owner, and then it, it basically came down to him being sick of people telling him what to do. Yeah, and I get that. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Why is he not allowed to pick his own coaching staff? I perfectly understand that. 
Yeah, no, apparently Jeff Lurie, like, there were rumours coming out before they met that Jeff Lurie was going to be, like, he was he was thinking about firing him anyway, like, based on Peterson's vision for the team, I think the issue is that Lurie knows we need a rebuild. Peterson, as a coach, doesn't want a rebuild now because that's how you lose your job. But I don't know. I think if he buys into it, then he probably he probably oh. will be safe for the sack, but he loses a lot of credibility and maybe respect for himself, so maybe that's why he didn't want to go to a rebuild. Yeah, but so he's going to go to another rebuild instead, likely the New York Jets. Yeah, I don't know. I think the difference is that they're clearly rebuilding. In Philly, you have to tear it down first. Mm. Yeah, you've got to get rid of all the old dudes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the old heads. You're hoping if you're the Jets, you're now on the up. Mm. Whereas Philly, you've got to go down first. Like You don't get fired yeah. when you're on the up. You get fired when it's being torn down. So That's that is true. It, it's an, it did seem inevitable, though. Yeah, I think so. It did. I think so. I, yeah, I I still find it quite surprising when it got announced that Peterson was fired. Yeah, but I mean, think how bad we've been no, this year. This year it was. Awful. There were two good I, games. I Jalen Hurts' first two games. Since then, he hasn't even been that great. Yeah. I just think he it was just a spark. Defensive clued onto that. I just think when you play that badly, someone has to lose their job, and unfortunately, it's situation it was Peterson. On that note, do you think this is a sign that they'll they'll kind of try and fix? Fix Wentz. Yeah, I still don't think that Jalen Hurts is the answer. Actually, I if he's, he's not, not, I, he's not I would. I think Wentz has got a higher upside. I don't think Hurts has, has shown the ability. Yeah, he's only played a few games, but he hasn't shown the anticipation yet. He hasn't shown the ability to fit into tight windows. And averaging, he's actually averaged worse as a rusher this year than than Wentz somehow on the stats anyway. So. Interesting. So we also completely ruling out Nate Sudfield just to make sure we've got all. I know. Maybe he could be the guy. It's just you know what. It's good you know they got when that you're last in this situation and everything just looks a little <laughs> bit shit. It's hard yeah. to be especially optimistic and look at it objectively yeah. because there is so much trash going on. I think the best way to get it back is hoping that Wentz is can regain some of the form at least. Yeah. I mean, well, to, just to round off this segment as well, we did have, uh, this sort this sort of thing. Uh, last week in terms of the other head coaching vacancies. How appealing do you guys think this Eagles vacancy now is? Terrible. I don't think it's like... I crazy. mean, it's better. Mm-hmm. I'd still rather go there than Houston, but... Well, yeah, because you got first round you, picks. You it? have talent. It's just a lot of ageing talent and the cap situation isn't... Yeah, it's that they're ageing and vastly overpaid. Mm. I think next year you, you know, know you're not compete because you have to get rid of some of the... I mean... It all changes if you can get Chase or Smith in the draft, and then Ray Gill becomes a number two. If he's a good number two, oh, if you could get Jamar Chase, that then that that's a whole new situation. And the O line is healthy again. You get Brooks and Johnson back. Kelsey depends what happens with his retirement. Mylata turned into a decent left tackle, actually, surprisingly out of nowhere. I don't think that happens unless there's a surprising amount of QBs taken very early. I think it's very likely we get one of those two. It's, what's either going to happen is they're going to fall to around ten, or they're going to be a load of teams that just trade up to like one, two, three, or like two, three, or four. That's that's what's going to happen this year. It's not going to be one of those like you get you get your four, you get your fives, your sixes. They're either going to go, they're either going to fall out to fall out of the ten or go right at the top of the ten. There's no quarterbacks you're talking about. Yeah, quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, let's leave that there then, and let's talk playoffs again and specifically the playoff brackets from last week guys is it slew have you got them or is it stan i've got them because stan 
I don't know why. Uh, we're we're too. Me and Stan are too busy just soaking right. it all in. Just yeah, we lovely. We thought we'd leave it to you. You're you're the uh, the stats. I mean, there's the, there's two predictions in between first place and last last place. So let's chill uh, in with just, the soaking just, just, it all in. Just there? shut up. Is just there? Stop stealing yeah. our limelight yeah. for a second. Lou, the floor is yours. So, with 10 points, because apparently you get two points for a win rather than one point, because I don't know why, but the Super Bowl Bowl challenge we've got on Sky. Um, So, at the top of the table, we have three of the dropback members, Stan, Joe, and Daniel, as well as Nathan, our number one fan. So Super fan. You can see him doing up there. Friend of the podcast. Is that the same Nathan though? I'm not sure that's the same Nathan. Is it not? Though. I just assumed it was. How no, because could... it says Nathan. It says Nathan C. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I just it's assumed. It's not that... super. I just assumed I'm that so every sorry, Nathan, Nathan was the great Nathan. The <laughs> oh. great Nathan. Sadly, oh. any any Nathan that listens to the Dropback podcast is a great Nathan. Well, right, you know what? If you're a Nathan, you know, if you know anyone podcast. called Nathan, we are attracting a lot of them right now. So it may just be something that they may be interested in tuning into. So well, we got we got a type. <laughs> it's Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Drop back and then the either way, the and then we're the large majority then are one defeat down at eight points. I'm not going through them all because it's quite a lot there. And then, including me and Matt, we're in that bracket as well. Oh, oh, thanks. Boys. thanks for clarifying. Sorry, yeah. And then there's a a few more people at the bottom, but again, only one win behind. So yeah. it's all we're still to play close. for. I think each round is worth more points as well. So. I know. Nice. You can... And you can change your you can change your predictions each week as well. Like oh, to not you lock can. In. That's good. Mm. So you can update it based on teams that stay in. So I'm guessing Joe's now going to quickly log on to Sky and put the Ravens going all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, I, they're not built to built built to beat teams like Buffalo. Are we going to go into that now? They're not or? built to throw the footy. And we yes, we are going to go into that now. Let's. let's go. It's not, it's not let's the kick, first. Let's game kick off with that one. Let's, yeah. let's kick off. With We're not going to kick off with that one. We're going to do it in chronological oh. order. Um, so let's move on. Take a look at this weekend's games, and we. Starts on Saturday with the Rams taking on the Packers at Lambeau. Who is going to bet against the Rams? Everyone? Ooh. I don't know. I'm I'm really. Split. I think this is the worst matchup possible for the Packers. Let's it's not a great one. I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it's the one they're least likely to win. But I think matchup wise, this is terrible for them. I'd... I don't know. I, th- I think the Buccaneers would have been a worse matchup considering they already lost them. Yeah, but that was fluke when they got a couple of turnovers early and were in a hole. I just think that's one of those anomalies. Yeah, because no, because the Buccaneers D-line they figured out the way to get past the Packers. A few things for me from the Rams side. I think Goff looked far too inaccurate coming off the back of that surgery for his thumb. Which um, is also, I mean, anyway. to caveat, fair enough. His thumb's being held together. By yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. And also, Aaron Donald is is currently down with a rib injury and didn't participate in Tuesday's pra- uh, practice. McVeigh so, says he's likely to play, though. Yeah, yeah. Just... people do surprisingly get you know healthy for the for the playoffs with a, a bunch of different. Did you know he's only ever been but... questionable twice in his career? That's, that's, that's a tough build in a lab. That's why. Um, but but yeah, that's still gonna. You know, impact him even if he is playing is is going to have an effect on what is by all means one of, if not the best defensive player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are my little two two caveats. I think I think the the Rams defense though generally are great, and they played that way against the Hawks. Um, I'm 
unsure if they can. I think the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers defense are just extremely efficient. So they're going to need one of their number two guys to step up big because Jalen Ramsey is the best in the league at shutting out opposition number one guys. And in man on man, no one beats him, basically. So Adams arguably has been just as good on offense, but I just think that Ramsey is in another another level right now. So you're going to need your MVS or Lazard to have a huge game. And they're going to have to learn how to stop the run. Bob Tonyan. Yes. And I think, yeah, that is the key, isn't it, really? Like, we've seen Cam Akers, as mentioned before, how impressive he's been, and that Rams rushing attack has looked pretty good recently. Yeah, there, there's a way there's a way the Packers can get around this though, because the entire basis of the Rams, the Rams offense that we've made in previous mentioned in previous weeks is the run, the play action, the bootlegs, all that lovely stuff. But if the Packers can get themselves ahead early and knock them out of that rhythm, force them to pass the ball more, force Goff to pass, that is the key to beating the Rams. Get ahead early. I know it's, it's a lot easier said than done. Against you just got to score a lot of points. Just, you just got to score a lot of points. That's how you win football games. Yeah, you just got to whack the footy in the end zone. Yeah, just score more points than the other team when you're sorted. Indeed. Um, so yeah, prediction time, lads. Who, who's are we unanimously Packers, or is anybody gonna, I'm gonna stick yeah, on their neck out? I'm going for the. I'm going for the cheese boys. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a tough one, but I'm because I do I do rate the Rams. I like what they're doing. I think they're a quarterback away, or at least a healthy thumbed quarterback away from being a real contender. Mm. But yeah, I think the Packers are gonna have just an Aaron Rodgers this year. It's gonna have a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pack it. Rams. 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 You've got to. You've got to. I mean, I've got to do it for the bet at the very least. Got to do it for the (laughs) sport. So, yeah, like I think they've got enough going for him. I think it's gonna be a a lot closer game than some people are expecting. Um, it's like Slew said, it's one of the worst matchups that the Packers could have hoped to get during the playoffs. So, screw it. Why not lock it in? Love it. Lock it in. Love it. He's locking it in on on Wednesday as well. There's early doors. Um. I'm locking that in as well. I'll lock it. Right. Well, I'm. Wait, it's I'm, not. It's not as impressive when you lock it in after Joe's just locked I'm in an upset. I'm favourites. Fuck it. I'll do it, lads. <laughs> you absolutely. Well, I locked in the Ram. I locked in the Rams last week against the Seahawks. We didn't talk about that. That's true. I said All right. Right. Well, let's move on to. Wait. Who was you picking? The Packers. Okay. Oh, Cheers, boys. Um, next game. In the early hours of Sunday for our UK listeners, which is probably all of them, to be honest. Um, right, yeah, Ravens at Bills. They'll be they're going to be needing some magic, I think, the Ravens to overcome this one. Joe, do you want to tell us? In can I can I just say one thing? He's, before, he's asking before, you to say lots of things. He's going to you first. Everyone, <laughs> Joe, says, say all the things before everyone says. Oh, how are you going to slow down Josh Allen and that Bills passing attack? There is a fifty percent chance that there's going to be heavy snow during this game. That a lot of people aren't accounting for. Um, bear in mind, it will be Lamar's first time playing in snow. <laughs> so he didn't play in snow. He saw yeah. snow for the first time in Louisville, didn't play in it. Uh, but well, he, he went outside, right, not having, not having this. Back in change rooms. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it happened, but he didn't have a game when it was snowing, you know. So, so I mean, that that's, it's a potential, like a 50% right. chance it happens, but um yeah, I'd say that would definitely limit Allen's passing potential. I think uh, the the Ravens team, you know, coming off last season when we were kind of the favourites going in and everything, we were always kind of. I think we're we're doing better and we we do better as the sort of underdogs. Hmm. 
going into the playoffs. And that's when that's. I'll get out of here with that attitude. <laughs> that's what. That's the way you want a Super Bowl. Anyway. Yeah, that's our thing, yeah. mate. Stop being so oh, cliche. Shut up. We did it in 2012. So get. Um, yeah, I mean, so in the case that you know whether whether conditions permit, even if it doesn't snow, it's going to be pretty bad conditions anyway. Mm. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be down to this massive. You know, we have to account for for. Allen and the, and the passing attack, I think. You know. I heard a good quote this week, Joey, about uh, playing in the snow. The same that it doesn't matter if it's snowing, sunny, rain, whatever. When you're on the pitch, it's just football. You know who said that? Jesus. Cool, no, yeah. It was Diego Simeone, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> my, the point's the same. Different football, point's the same. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it could be raining fucking balls. I mean, it is different though it is but different. it is it is different because when you're, you're throwing, throwing a ball. ball yeah hey, you're not yeah alan be... probably isn't going to throw for 300 yards if it's if it's one either snowing or oh, two know. heavily rain i don't know man how I, many I, quarterbacks have thrown for over 300 yards when it was snowing Nick oh, i don't know look it up against the yeah, lions in that snow <laughs> game when LaShawn mccoy went off absolutely torched them through the air go watch right. it what an absolute scene that was um, yeah, mate. I, I, honestly, I think it could be raining boulders, Joe, and I still think that the Bills are just—they're just a better all-round team than the Ravens. And that's not to try and entice you into some shouting match. I genuinely well, totally no, to no, entice no, them. It's, 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 it, it's a fair point. Like they had a—they were the number two seed, For and they're also on a tear, like an absolute tear in the last. Mm. Few yeah, they—they they had a very tight game fair, against both. the Colts. They—they they had yeah, a both, very fair, slow but... start as well. Both teams have chosen the right time of year to get hot, but the t- the the Ravens aren't the sort of team who are built to overcome these high power offenses like that of the Chiefs, like that of the, the Bills, because of the fact that you're there, you're gl- grinding the clock. Like, the score's never going to be ridiculously high in most games, whereas the Bills are this team who are going to light you on fire, especially in the groove they're in right now with Josh Allen. He's playing the best football of his his career. The Ravens' pass defense isn't great. I'm back in the bills. Yeah, here. I mean, um, if you look at last week, just on on that note of what you said, I mean, we started off relatively slow defensively, and then we adjusted pretty well after the first quarter. So, if we continue that sort of behaviour against the Bills, then I've got all the faith that the Ravens can do it. I'm obviously going to be a little bit biased, but you know, at the end of the day, I also don't necessarily trust the Bills. And as much as we say, oh yeah, the Bills' rush defense has got better. I mean, over the so so defensively during the entire season they ranked 20th in the league and then over the last three span of games they ranked 19th so it's not like a massive jump um at the trending end in the, the right direction yeah, I mean, they have so... been better since matt milano come back but you're right they're still they yeah. still got run over by yeah. the Colts somewhat and the ravens are a whole different beast in that regard beast exactly and like to yeah at the end of the day I, i'm expecting our running backs to have uh, a lot more production this this game than they did against the Titans. The Titans just seem to always have our, our number against in in like rush defense wise. Um, they couldn't stop the power though. They couldn't stop the power. Generally think, speaking, think, they did all right. I think it, it, it just shows it in low scoring games. All it takes is like one moment of magic from Lamar, and that can that changes yeah. that changes the whole script there. Because before that, yeah, you think, were you were on your way. Yeah, I think the like the Bills linebackers they did well squeezing down the edges to protect about against like the bash stuff. But when it came to the power stuff, I 
that's the, the one of the best power attacks in the league. Probably one of the best power attacks of all time in terms of what they can do. Well, thanks, Dan. I mean, you're welcome, Joe, Joe. You, you I picked, don't think you're going to win, though. You, you picked up, Joe, about how you adjusted well in the Titans game on defence. You went from that man-to-zone look because yeah. Marlon Humphrey was just getting absolutely little-boyed by AJ Brown. Yeah, but AJ Brown had, like, one reception the rest of the game, so... Yeah, but it's just because he had to get zoned kind help out on him. But, I mean... The thing is that Josh Allen, the Bills, Josh Allen wasn't Josh Allen and the Bills' passing attack has been the best in the league against one high coverage and against blitzing. And you run a whole lot of one high, and you blitz at the highest rate in the league. I thought the Chiefs were against best against blitzing. Nah, Josh Allen. The difference is though that you have got all these weird little exotic blitzes where they're not as obvious, so that may play into your hands, but. I mean, watching the game back from last year when you ju- when you beat them by a touchdown or so, there's a lot of plays they had opened that Josh Allen, just his deep accuracy wasn't there to hit that he hit yeah. this year Yeah, with Diggs as well. I think Joe's right. I think the snow is going to play a huge part in this. But if, as if, long if as it, it does snow, bear, yeah, bear the potential. Mind. If it doesn't snow, I'm probably going to take the Bills. If it, if it does, if it does snow, that's a whole different kettle of fish. I th- really? Yeah, no, I, I think I, I still probably it. take the bills, but it's I'm less confident in it. If it it depends if it's like actually physically a snowstorm or, or a like, mental snowstorm. Snow. <laughs> a mental snowstorm. That's but in, in Buffalo, like, if it snows, it, it fucking snows. <laughs> no, I'm saying if it's if it's actually snowing during the time of the game, whereas if it's just yeah. settled, if it's just settled on the Ooh. field, I don't care. But if it's like an actual snowstorm or a rainstorm or something like that, that's when it actually comes into effect. I love that we've all become uh, meteorologists in the build-up to this playoff game. But yeah, it, I mean, I mean, hey, mate, be, we played like, we played j- Sterling. We're more than equipped to yeah. judge <laughs> what it's like to play at <laughs> Buffalo. Oh god, can he do it on a cold, wet afternoon in Sterling? <laughs> I'm guessing you got whooped. Um, uh, I don't think I think we went two and times. one there, didn't we? I wasn't there for the one. Yeah, wait, wait, it was wait. cold as hell though. Yes. No, we didn't. We went one and two at best. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. One and yeah. two. <laughs> what a career. Va- vastly different. <laughs> but either way, it wasn't whooped. It wasn't whooped. Fair yeah. play to you. I don't know how we we've gone to that from Ravens Bills, but fair enough. Um, but yeah, right. So Ravens Bills, money where your mouth is, gents. Ravens Bills. Because I don't trust Joe Bills. as a weatherman. I don't trust Joe as a weatherman either. Regardless of the weather. Mate. I thought he was going to say that, Matt. I thought he was going to say I just, just don't trust <laughs> I, Joe I was really... I was, I was weighing <laughs> You'd up be fair enough not to, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Bills as well. So three Bills, one Raven. Lock it in. Let's move on to Browns at Chiefs. Hmm. Chiefs. I, say about I... This Browns defense can't hang with the Chiefs. No yeah. one can hang with the Chiefs, brother. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think it's going to be. Yep, I do too. Yeah. But who's going to win it? The yeah. Chiefs. I think there's potential that the Browns can make Mahomes a bit uncomfortable on defense. Miles Garrett could have the potential to go off on one, as he did many a time during this season in what many people thought was the defensive player of the year um yeah and i i just i find it hard to come off the back of of last week where we were all slating the browns and they had one practice session like we said and then they they go on and beat the steelers to to completely 
dog them out in this game. Yeah, but also... I mean, they didn't completely dog them out. They let them get way back into this game. The Steelers don't have a good offense. Yeah, because they were running prevent the entire time because they were like two or three scores up. That's obviously like, yeah, you're going to allow for stupid amounts of yardage. And And points. It's not like they held them out. Prevent is a silly defense to run. Yeah, they were just running out in time. It, it It was stupid. But then again, they had basically one coach on the sideline, so... Yeah, you gotta play cool. That is true. Yeah, it's, it's just what, what what we call him, coach. Prevent. <laughs> I still need player nine. Nice. I, I coach special teams. What the fuck is? I, I I take an exception with you wanting to go with the Browns simply because they. Uh, I'm not going with the Browns. I, I said it was just going to be a closer game than people think. You know. I like that. I like but that. I, I'll, I'll still put the Chiefs. Yeah. But... yeah. Oh, you two are... Yeah, if you think they're going to get trounced, go ahead and say it. But I just, I just don't feel comfortable right. going in last week where I thought they were going to get trounced. Um, and Joe, just... they're not the first team to reveal the drop back hubris, and they're not going to be the last. You can't just go with them because we were wrong. We're going to be wrong lots, and we he's not going with he's them. Provided good lo- he's provided good logic. He won't go with them. He's just, he's just explaining how they could make the game closer exactly. than it seems. Yeah. That's all it was. And I think yeah. that's a very good point to make. Fair enough. Thank Fair you. enough, Joe. But you are going with the Chiefs, correct? Pending, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think pending right, a snowstorm. Yeah, pending, <laughs> pending some positive, you know, some, yeah. some people pending back the from, from the COVID list as well. The Browns could make it uh, a lot more uncomfortable than people imagine. But let's be honest, the Chiefs' offense is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, correct. Correct statement. The thing is, even when the Chiefs play badly, like they did against the Falcons a couple of weeks ago, they still end up with a win somehow. Yeah, and they do that annoying thing where it's like they're playing badly for a bit, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, we should probably actually try a little bit." And then they they oh, before you know Tyreek joined a ninety-yard touchdown. Nice. Exactly. That's good. Before you know it, they they've plopped two touchdowns on the board, and it's like, oh, okay, we can go back to do whatever the fuck we want to do again. Oh, yeah, it was it was only like three minutes, but. <laughs> Yeah, do you reckon? Do you reckon the majority of the game just Andy Reid just try out random stuff he makes up at like one a.m. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then he's got his actual game yeah. script. Do you think he's that kind of guy who'll call Mahomes at like four thirty in the morning, being like, <laughs> "God, I've got this great idea for a play, <laughs> coach. The game's tomorrow." QB motion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then once it gets a little bit close, they're like, "Oh, right, let's get the actual game script out." You up? You up? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I love the Browns. Um, in terms of what they were able to come through and accomplish last week. Um, I deserve a hell of a lot of credit for that. But I am, once again, unfortunately, for them going to go ahead and, and say, I think the Chiefs are going to win this, and I don't think it's going to be oh, really close. If I'm tr- in my heart of hearts, I think this is going to be another Pat Mahomes lesson in uh, how to dissect a, a defence. Yeah, the Browns have been great. They're ju- they're just Their secondary isn't good enough. I hmm. think Chiefs it comes down to that. I don't think their secondary can match up. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fair point. Yeah. Well, we're all picking Chiefs anyway, yeah. so... Nice. Well, that was easy. We're sorry, bro. I'm sorry, just saying it's, it's, was it wasn't going to be like a complete, you know, trouncing. But... Pants down. It's going to be a... It is a Chiefs win. It is a Chiefs win. According to us, but tune in next week when we're probably inevitably wrong again. Um, and then let's round it out then. Last game of the weekend, Bucks v Saints, and one that I legitimately think could be pretty. Close. I like this one. I like this on the one. History I'll Channel. This off. One for the History Channel, exactly. Two ancient dinosaur quarterbacks locking horns. I like this. I like the Bucks here. Oh, Stan, the floor is yours. Explain why. 
I like the Bucks here. Um, they went up against the Washington football team defense last year. Why they're, they're not like a massively scary team to face, but they've had a class defense for, like recently. Mm-hmm. They managed to put up was it thirty one points on them? Yeah. Many points. They managed to do that. Like the offense is finally clicking. The defense, like admit- admittedly, they like lit up. I think it was like twenty one points to t- 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 Taylor Heineke. How do you say his name? Taylor Heineke. I was going to say Tyler Heineke. Who we yeah, he, he was. I wanted to mention it. He had a. He actually had a good game. Like just going through progressions, he did. He had yeah. A, okay, but if if game. all it took was him to go to progressions, yeah, he's more mobile. But Drew Brees is going to rip the secondary to shreds. Drew Brees. There's yeah. one thing he he'll can do is like he does have the biggest arm, but by God, is he going to absolutely tear apart zone coverage if that's all they sit yeah. back and oh, do? Yeah. Oh, but on that note, like I wasn't overly impressed with the Saints against the Bears, no. and. I wasn't impressed with the Saints. Yeah, and and Todd Bowles will probably whip up some aggressive blitz calls and get to a very immobile Drew Brees. Um, he is significantly less agile than he was previously in his career. So, I'm I I, I really I, I really want to pick the Bucks in this. I one. could see the Bucks. Hmm. And that's why we're number one, Slew. Who's we? <laughs> Oh, you two. Me and Stan. Joe, Joe, he's one and, game behind. And you, two, and you two have gone different on a game already. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's irrelevant. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my picks this week anyway, mate. It's already gone to his head. Outrageous, after one week. Um, where, did, where did you finish on our weekly pick-ems, though, Joe? It's irrelevant. Interest. <laughs> uh, I thought so. Only certain they didn't happen anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about this one. I'm... I wasn't like you guys. I wasn't hugely overwhelmed with the the cheat with the Saints. Sorry, last week. I think Chicago actually made it very easy for Breeze with giving a lesson how not to play zone coverage, especially from the linebackers, um, especially for that first time. They were without Roquan Smith, though. They, they were without Roquan Smith. So I mean, you know, you, you're without your best linebacker. Fair enough. It's going to make it's going to be difficult. But I think there were some bad coverage mishaps. Um, but, but if you drop they, back into zone on every passing play, like the Bucks have been doing, that's what's going to happen that's eventually. The, that's the majority of coverages, though, that you see in the NFL. The majority is like, there's a majority of zone coverage. Not Miami. No, not no, ones. Sorry, not a, Miami. a lot of the good ones are playing a lot more zone match now. But I think that's a whole different conversation. I think there was. I don't know if it's because they were playing Washington and they thought, right, we don't need to show a whole lot on tape here because we can beat them without doing everything. Is I don't know if there's a little hubris involved. Oh, but, I love it, hubris. But maybe they come out. I know that's what I mean. I mean, maybe they come out with something more exotic. But we've seen this t- this matchup twice already this season, and it hasn't been close either time. True, that is true. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm leaning Saints. I think I think I'm leaning Saints. Um, like I said, I think that that if they if the Bucks come out and play a lot of zone, we've seen what Breeze can do against zone. Um, and I think they've got some awesome weapons as well. I think Alvin Kamara again has been brilliant this year. You like you you can't write off the Saints' offense with the weapons that they have and Sean Payton's play calling and their defense has been solid as well. So for me, Saints. I think they've got a better secondary than the Washington do. I mean, 100%. their pass rush isn't isn't quite as good. It's not bad by any means, no. but they are one of the best defenses in the league as well. I I think it'll be closer than the previous two games we've seen. Because um, yeah. the Bucks' offense is clicking more than it was then, I just think the Saints are going to have a little bit too much for them. I also think it, it's poignant that um, I think the Bucks have have got some um, 
O-line injuries as well. I can't remember who exactly it is, but they're, they're, they're having to play some replacements at O-line. And obviously when you've got Cam, Cam Jordan and everyone coming at you with the Saints D, then it's going to be tough. Yeah, the Saints D-line this year has been absolutely great. You've got Trey Hendrickson, mm-hmm. you've got yeah Cam Jordan. They both had great years as well as usual for Cam Jordan but I think it'll be a t- I think it'll be a tight game but I don't know something about me is saying telling me Bucks hey. however this is subject to change hey I like that Stan go with the gut go with the gut I'm going with the gut what are you two I'm going with the gut uh, so the just on note of the injuries their guard Alex Kappa didn't yep. participate in practice Ronald Jones is also uh, didn't participate uh, but also on the Saints' end, uh, Teron Armstead had limited participation, so he's probably going to play, but be... He was amazing yeah. against and the Bucks. And Taysom he Hill didn't Khalil participate. Did, yeah. Oh, no, Taysom Hill, oh, change it up. It's Bucks win. Bucks win the Super Bowl. No, Taysom Hill, it's all Thank gone. You. And Latavius Murray, who's been surprisingly good coming off. Uh, Murray's been yeah, good. So, so, yeah, you two, Joe, Slew, what are you locking in? Saints. Nice. Joe? It's a close one. That's not what I asked. Bucks. Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Nice. Also, right. it's one of those things with the Bucks where I've been hearing from too many people. Oh, they're really good. They're really good. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And I think I've downplayed them, maybe what they are, because I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. But I still think the Saints win. Because you don't like the casuals just jumping on the Tom Tom Brady bandwagon. Basically. I personally hate the casuals. Uh, but I, I, I've got the Bucks winning by a ridiculous referee call right at the end of the game. Nice. Very on narrative. I like it. Well, that is all we have time for this week, guys. Thank you so much for downloading this episode of the Dropback Podcast. If you like our content, then please follow us on social media. On Facebook, it's at the Dropback UK. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at the Dropback. Make sure to check out our website, www.thedropback.com for all of our articles, pickums, and content. All that's left for me to say is thank you so much for listening. I've been Matt. I've been Joe. I've been Sam. And I've been Stan. And we'll catch you next time. Please. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Stan Wilson. Could you just uh, turn your mic off for me quickly?